Hi, welcome to the 65th episode of In The Vitrine. My name is Danny. And this is Nadia. And today, we'll be talking about the office. Oh, office wear. <laughs> And also, Body of Proof, because that's what we've been doing, um, watching nostalgic TV. Yeah. yeah. Can I just say, it's <laughs> nice to be uh, recording in person. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's nice. Yeah. Usually, if not, we'll be on like split screens, yes. but it's nice to be together. Yeah. yeah. So, as many of our episodes begin, uh, this one is inspired by things we've been obsessively watching <laughs> on TV, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I came, I've been watching, like binge watching The Office, which is the American version of The Office, um, the British Office. And it ran for nine seasons, which I couldn't stop watching. Um, and, and just watching this um, TV show also reminded me of, um, there was this uh, article that I came across about how Gen Z is obsessed with the office and how and, and also the idea of the office right. so and how like the office as a as a space or as a social construct or as a type of job is kind of something that Gen Z is probably not going to see at all and um, and this was interesting and also one of the the things that they pointed out was Billie Eilish, like a very popular Gen Z musician, uh, sampled one of the episodes for her song. And just like she appeared on their podcast and she was like super, she's super obsessed with this idea of the office. And when we think about the office, um, I mean, the clothes that they were wearing were between 2005 and 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's office wear, which is kind of a big market also of, of, uh, of consumers of fashion in general, right? Right. Um, so usually what happens when Danny and I try to think of episode content, we'll be like, so what have I been doing? <laughs> what have I been thinking about? And so when she talked about the office, I was like, hold on a minute, let me Google what I've been watching and see if we can find some parallels. So I've been watching um, Body of Proof on Hulu. Um, after figuring out like VPN and everything and feeling very satisfied with myself. Um, so Body of Proof... Uh, has only three seasons and it ended in 2013. So I'm almost done, but basically it's about this medical examiner called um, Megan Hunt. And she examines dead bodies and tries to figure out like the cause of death um, together with the police and the FBI. And we must have a disclaimer to say that we don't just like watch television all day. People who know me will know that I love having like background noise with like watching so that I can focus on my work. I don't know why that is, but it just very helps. Strange, yeah, very it's strange very, obsession. Yeah, so um, so I like re-watching things because I don't have to focus so hard and I can like just look up when something interesting is happening and it's sort of like a companion um, yeah. for the writing and the research and whatnot. Or very good for doing like mundane administrative work. <laughs> but anyway, um, Body of Proof was really great to watch as well because Megan Hunt wears these like gorgeous outfits to go to work, you know, like really nice heels, very body conscious dresses. She always has like beautiful makeup on. Her lashes are luscious and amazing. And then we were just thinking about how, well, the state of us when we're watching is totally unlike what they're wearing on these shows, right? Because we don't wear that anymore. Or it's just like, what what do you wear? Yeah. I think, I mean, they also take different approaches Mm. to to office wear. For example, the office, uh, when it first came out, really prided itself on its ordinariness Mm. and how 
like ordinary they are so they're not very fashionable right um they, they don't wear like bodycon dresses um except kelly played by mindy kellen who's like this, mindy the cute bimbo yeah. <laughs> fashion crazy one um but yeah the 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 show is very ordinary the clothes they wear are very ordinary and it's so funny that now this aesthetic really mm. resonates with young people um also on the tail end of like normcore mm. and you know anti-fashion fashion, fashion mm. um and this ordinariness of clothes um so i mean i guess our office clothing has never been really like so strict either i mean the right. dress codes mm. at our as a creative uh, university or arts institution yeah. Um, they don't have a specific dress code. But um, have you ever worked in a proper office? office? Um, no, I've always been a teacher. So I, I get what you're saying, right? There's like room for creativity. Yeah. There isn't like a corporate code of like, I don't know, office wear um, or like, you know, you have to go to court, you have to wear something that's, you know, befitting of that. Yeah. I think we've always been able to exercise creativity, but I would say mostly our colleagues and us, we dress in a smart, casual way. And we try to add our own personality to the clothes that we wear. Um, but, you know, I think in recent times, if you are thinking about how the office space has been changing, that it is no longer a physical space that you go to daily, yes. but it can toggle between home and um, office and maybe like going out for meetings and things like that. Then ideas about that shift, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, because you are then going into different spaces each day, you tend to dress for them, isn't it? So if you're going to go to the gym after you do a Zoom, and then you're going to go to a physical meeting space after, I mean, you sort of kind of adapt what you wear to that rather than thinking, okay, I'm just going to go to the office. I'm going to be there from nine to five or nine to six or whatever it is. Yeah. And so I just dress for that one occasion. Yeah. So it needs to be adaptable. Yeah. yeah, which is so interesting because how is all this related to fashion is this idea of fashion is intertwined with identity, but mm. it's also intertwined with space and location and mm. occasion. Yeah. And the Americans were so good at this in the 80s with the whole idea of day to night dressing by Donna mm. Karen. And so the office as a space, the office as this like corporate space or this like extinct space where um, there are certain rules about um, clothing is really becoming um, almost like an extinct uh, phenomenon yeah um, and I guess it all began with like Steve Jobs and like Mark Zuckerberg and the whole idea of the technopreneurs who were wearing casual casual wear to work as well yeah, and the idea of the uniform, right? Because you don't want to think about what you want to wear every day. Um, this is sort of like, I don't know, there was once I read on, well, one of my favorite long-running blogs, uh, cupofjoe.com. She was like, I don't know why it is that like I have lived so long and I only now realize I should just buy the same underwear that I like to wear and have one for every day. <laughs> Rather than like always, you know, waiting for it to be laundered and then rummaging around for something that would make me comfortable. So I think comfort is really key um, to dressing. And, you know, now that you're thinking about how it's almost like a relic, right? This idea of office wear. Um, I just sort of looked at someone watching Downton Abbey <laughs> on Instagram just yesterday and I thought like gosh you know if we think about the episode that we're going to record today um, the idea of that being like even like a period costume is quite interesting oh, to, yeah. to think about right that's true like oh okay we're gonna do a tv show about the 2000s yeah let's get our g2000s and like <laughs> polo shirts <laughs> and, exactly uh, 
front pleated trousers and yeah that's yeah. true that's and and I think the other thing stylistically about why the office and this this specific um office wear period so in is because of the whole returning of the y2k aesthetic as well mm -hmm. so this ordinariness and this like ugliness <laughs> yeah or just you know blending into the background yeah um, but then it sort of become something that stands out again right so yeah anyway fashion is cyclical I yeah. guess we can, uh, we've sort of been like circling around it as well. So yeah, we're back to that. Fashion is cyclical. <laughs> um, and then I, I thought we could also mention briefly that you've sort of become quite interested in a teenage drama recently. Oh yeah. Mm. So I've started watching, um, re-watching Spin, which was the first uh, TV show about teenagers in, in Singapore. Yeah. So it was set in a polytechnic and uh, it was, of course it's an imaginary polytechnic. Um, the TV show ran from 1999 to 2000. It was a very short run. It only had two seasons. But I remember watching it when I was 12 and yeah. I was like going to go to secondary school. So these teenagers looked so cool and... Um, for sure and like this idea of like the polytechnic was actually really new in the 90s as well mm -hmm. like the government was pushing um young people to maybe consider more vocational training mm -hmm. um because this like not everybody was going to go to junior college for example which and is they, the more academic route yeah. traditionally yeah. which is what the um, the whole tv show like every episode like looks at all this uh but of course they do it in a very pg manner mm -hmm. and like um yeah, so it's very funny to watch it now as an adult, knowing everything that I know. And then having watched that as a 12-year-old and like, you know, saying, so cool. yeah, or like so risky that they're talking about alcohol, partying. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, well, I think what ties all of these shows together is obviously we're getting on in years and then we're seeing things like nowadays and back then <laughs> and then when we were 12. <laughs> but, you know, Spin to me was also something that I really look forward to. I remember like showering after dinner and then like anticipating like watching it on TV, right? So like my hair would be wet and I will just be like watching um, these wonderful actors. Um, I don't think they were like superb in acting, <laughs> but they were just so cool, you know. And then you had crushes on like the male actors and you wanted to be like the female actors. Um, and there's something to be said about how there was also this idea of the uniform. Um, and then they had, you know, also their out of school kind of clothing, right? That represents that era. So um, I think long story short, I'm just here together with Danny trying to justify how much we watch television it's to do with fashion obviously, obviously. Um, to do with dress to do with how that reveals to us ideas and trends of um, a time that is in this time capsule of a tv show and um, if you are ever feeling guilty about watching television don't just, just write an it. essay about it oh yes <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's it for us thank you so much for watching or listening till the next time bye. thank you bye